It's the moment you've all been waiting for. The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo on AM Live. The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo. It's uh, nine minutes after eight. And uh, yeah, we thought we got away from it. Uh, Two weeks later, the coalition talks have got us back to talking about everything related to local government elections. And uh, great to see the anticipation uh, to hear what uh, the EFF and the DA have decided around those coalition talks. But this morning on the forum at eight, uh, we are focusing on the new municipal councillors and the training that they will undergo. Now, with the uh, local government elections completed, uh, the newly elected councillors are about to undergo induction. And uh, Salga is going to give new councillors a general understanding of their leadership role, the knowledge about local government legislation, municipal processes, service delivery, amongst other things. So uh, this morning, uh, we speak to uh, Salga and uh, the CEO at the South African Local Government Association is uh, Kolile George. And we want to know this morning... How will Salga empower these newly elected councillors uh, with the skills to effectively deliver on their mandates? Uh, Mr. George, thank you so much for coming through. Good morning, Sakina. Good morning to all our SFM uh, listeners. I guess, you know, uh, we are seeing a renewed vigour an interest in everything around the local government elections. And... Uh, one of the issues that people keep bringing up, I see of late, is the role that councillors will be playing, exactly how they will go about delivering in their jobs. But let's just start out by looking at Salga. Who is the South African Local Government Association and what is its mandate? Thank you very much, uh, Sakina. Salga is the national body established by the Constitution of the Republic of South Africa. Section 163 of the Constitution gives effect to this body. And its primary role is to be the representative body of the local sphere of government within the intergovernmental relations system. Our constitutional architecture defines three spheres of government, national, provincial, and local. And because the local government is quite expansive, you've got nine provincial legislatures, You've got one national government with various sector departments. But when it comes to local government, I think the drafters of our constitution were far-sighted. They were able to see that with the number of municipalities that we had in 1996, it was almost more than 846 municipalities. And we had to undergo this journey of restructuring this sphere of local government until we had institutions that cover what we now call wall-to-wall municipalities where every South African is represented. So we had a situation where in year 2000, we had about uh, 384 municipalities. Well, today we've got a much more rationalized uh, construct that is talking about 257 municipalities as at 3 August. So it would have been very difficult for every municipality on its own to engage with national government or provincial government in legislatures. So a body like Salga is a representative body to make sure that within IGR system, municipalities are represented in the policymaking, in the lawmaking. Secondly, Salga is an employer's body, meaning when it comes to negotiating conditions of service for all our municipalities, um, as well as all our workers in municipalities, we have no less than 340,000 workers in local government responsible for budgets that are close to 348 billion rand as at um, uh, 2016. 
So it's important for a board like Salga to make sure that we have uniformity on the engagements of the terms of employment, the conditions of uh, discipline, bargaining, performance systems, and so on and so on. So it becomes an employer's uh, body in that regard. The third body is capacity building, what brings us here today, to build capacity of local government both at an institutional level, meaning a municipality to be resilient, to play its role. Secondly, at an individual leadership level, councillors as well as managers and general employees. So Salga's role is to constantly and continuously build capacity of the sphere of government to perform the functions that are assigned for it in the constitution. And how do you go about doing that? How do you build capacity? Capacity, as I say, it takes different forms. Mm. There's an organizational capacity, meaning to deal with the requisite tools to enable a municipality and institution to perform its function, meaning the laws that have been passed by Parliament, the Structures Act, the Municipal Systems Act, and various other secondary pieces of legislation that are tools. We've got to make sure that institution is uh, sufficiently structured to deliver on the core components of its mandate. So Salga's role is to make sure that it plays a supportive role and also an enabling role in interacting with the various sector departments, one of those being the main regulated department, the Department of Cooperative Governance. So working together with Cooperative Governance, working together with Treasury, our role is to ensure that the capacity of local government institutional is developed. Secondly, Salgas, so this is an ongoing, ongoing process. Ongoing, ongoing until that. That's why every year, Sakina, you have a process run by the Municipal Demarcation Board that uh, constantly evaluates the powers and functions allocated to metropolitan, district, and local municipal, so that you are able to do what the 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 Municipal Demarcation Act requires the adjustment of powers and functions. So on the basis of that institutional assessment, you are able to say, I think this power for water is better placed at a district or local, or a local may play authority function, a district may play a service provision, or vice versa. So primarily at an institutional level about that, the leadership role is about building capacity of councillors and managers in municipality. And then when it comes to employees, general workers or managerial we work on the basis of the skills development framework that exists in our country through CETAs. So the local government CETA is a body that then ensures that uh, we allocate resources to municipalities to build the general staff echelon uh, other than managerial as well as uh, councillors that Salga is responsible for. Mm. And, and, and I want us to be clear on the role that Salga plays. And here's a question from Kumani. Kumani asks, um, please, if you could ask your guest if municipalities are forced to assist or engage with Salga, or is it required by legislation? Salga is established by an act of parliament. It's called Organized Local Government Act to represent, to advise, support, and build capacity of municipalities. So in terms of that role, you have a, a requirement that municipalities have to establish a provincial uh, association. So in our country, we have nine of those, and you have a national association. But the organization itself on its own has established itself as a national organization with various provincial footprints, meaning provincial structures. So on the basis of uh, engaging on employer collective bargaining issues. Municipalities work on the basis of uh, Salga being that main body. It has got huge advantages if you do that because organized workers also work on the basis of an organized formation. So you could imagine Municipality A engages uh, with organized labor separately. You will have what we call unintended outcomes and even uneven outcomes 
for that matter, in terms of conditions which could um, upset the stability that we need at municipal to deliver services. So you need an organization that uh, act on the basis of uh, mandates that come from municipal. If we have to push um, reviews of legislation or electricity or water or housing, so your engagement with the national sphere of government or your representation as Salgaid Parliament, you cannot say I represent District A or Metro A. Mm. You represent a sphere of government because the space in which we operate, the impact of laws are cross-cutting in the entire geography of a municipality. So you, you, you cannot have a situation where you have got uneven outcomes on the basis of the relative strength of each municipality bargaining better than the other. And it could undermine the national imperatives of ensuring that local government is a resilient institution and it delivers on a set of uh, functions that are assigned to it. And I guess, you know, contrary to popular belief, uh, local government is... It's difficult to work in that sphere of government. I'm not saying it isn't in any other sphere, but if you look at local government, you are closest to the people. Um, the scrutiny there would be perhaps harshest because it is that close and your success is determined by what people actually receive from you. Then you also look at the fact that um, uh, the municipal managers and what they have to do, what the councillors have to effect after uh, these elections, and um, some of the compliance issues that come into play, which are much more stark than in the private sector, for example. So in that instance, when you are doing your capacity building, capacitating these people to take on these responsibilities, you said you also have a responsibility to advise. If you come across someone who perhaps is not cutting the mustard as you are going through the induction and capacity building. Do you advise parties that, listen, we have members so-and-so here, we don't think he will be able to deliver? Well, uh, let me start, uh, Sakina, by congratulating the 9,306 councillors that have been ushered in after the 3rd of August. And secondly, also congratulate various political parties who maybe under the most difficult circumstances they have also uh, tried their level best to push for gender representation in terms of the outcome. Uh, when I look at the numbers, uh, Sakina, we have uh, at the number of uh, ward councillors we have, almost 30% of those are, are female councillors. Uh, well, it's a bit of a disappointment because uh, the national imperatives do achieve 50%. Mm. And when it comes to at least the category of PR councillors, I think various political parties tried their best. And uh, we had now nine, um, 49% of PR councillors. And total it gives us 40%. It's a bit of a regression. We had 42% in year 2006. And in 2011, we ended up uh, with about 39%. And now we're back at 40% overall out of the 9,306 councillors. So we have a fair uh, representation uh, right across uh, in, in, in various municipalities. Now, one of the key priorities that we do at Salga around capacity building is a general induction program. Today, the program that we'll be rolling out in September is a much more advanced program uh, compared to 2011. It has got its own unique features in the sense that the environment you are mentioning is a fairly complex environment. Mm. So it's important that you were first 
uh, oriented councillors in terms of uh, the space in which they will be operating, uh, the various complexities that shape what a municipality is, what the sphere of local government is, and secondly, focus on the leadership skills that are required to play your monitoring role, your leadership role in terms of uh, being a member of the executive, if you are, or an oversight uh, structure that you play. And thirdly, to appreciate the complexities of engaging with the national, provincial, IGR system. Because once you represent uh, communities, it's important that uh, you are able to be given necessary tools to interpret reports of council, especially mm. municipal financial reports, the budgets, the integrated development plan, and secondly, your ability quarterly to monitor the performance of the administration around uh, uh, annual quarterly reports and so on and so on. So that orientation will deal with that aspect. One of the key features we have added on is a question of leadership and accountability to make sure that the ethical framework that is quite necessary for leadership across all spheres, but more pronounced at local government because we have had quite a not, lot of uh, references where the narrative in local government talks about corruption, it talks about leadership that is unaccountable, it talks about leadership that is uh, sometimes uh, accused of self-serving mm. or that plays itself far distant to its social base. So one of the key issues that we have done prior to elections was to partner with the Ethics Institute of South Africa as well as the Moral Regeneration Movement to make sure that we infuse an element of uh, uh, an ethical framework around leadership so that the consequence and accountability framework uh, is, is quite well defined to make sure that we don't have reports that come from Auditor General. We install oversight structures like uh, Municipal Public Accounts Committees Yet, year in, year out, AG in a number of municipalities is able to say, I have not seen any consequences for wrongdoing there. Which speaks to the inefficacy of some of those structures then. So what is your responsibility? What do you do when evidently those structures fail? In 2013 in November, uh, Sakina, uh, I think the last time I came to your program, I announced this. We ran a program with the public protector, with the order general, uh, which was an initiative of Salga to say, we can't go on on the aspect of accountability and lack of consequences. So we developed what was called a National Consequence and Accountability Framework, which all municipalities signed pledges to fight corruption, maladministration, and a um, and whole range of aspects of malfeasance that happen at local government. And uh, we're quite pleased, uh, Sakina, that in year one, which is 2014-2015, Auditor General reported that 50% of municipalities at least reported having done something on consequence and accountability. We have seen that shooting up on the latest report that he released on the 2nd of uh, June this year. It has now gone to 59%, which is almost 60%. We are able to say we are now building quite clearly a critical mass of municipalities taking seriously the investment that we have done around installing public accounts committees and also taking action on wrongdoing which to us the most ideal situation will be to see 100% of municipalities doing that. But moving from zero to get to 50% to get to 60 uh, should be quite commendable on a progressive basis. But we will not rest until we have 100% consequences and accountability for wrongdoing in municipalities.
Well, we want to hear from you. We're speaking to Salga this morning. Uh, we are talking about their programs, their induction programs, capacity building, uh, this as we enter a new phase in uh, our local government election aftermath. So um, what do you think should be done? Uh, what do you think of the work of Salga? We are unpacking all of that. Atspiwa uh, uh, says, whatever Salga teaches these councillors is not working. They continue selling houses, leaving communities uh, to be in the suburbs. But let's hear from Sipo in Durban, what Sipo's view is. Good morning, Sipo. Good morning, Satina. Satina, I have just two issues. Firstly, is around the issue of councillors. Whether Mr. George doesn't consider the fact that the issue of salaries of councillors versus those of management, which are exorbitant, uh, as well uh, the issue of lower municipal officials, don't, don't he thinks they are impacting on the functionality of the organization because we find a situation where the councillors whom are expected to play oversight to the management and officials are ending salaries of very low municipal officials. They are in the same category. Secondly, is the issue around accounting officers who become advisors of the council when things go wrong. Don't you think that is also impacting in making municipalities not to function properly? I have those questions. Thank you so much, Sipo in Durban. Um, uh, This is Valamen Egoruleni. Good morning. Uh, Morning, Sakina. I've just an issue with the primary purpose of Saga. The question might have been asked before me, but uh, the way you are guess is answered. I'm still not clear. I'm skeptical about the saga. Okay. To me, what I read on an article some years ago, it was during the time sitting former as the Minister of Police and apparently uh, Mr. Amos Mason was the chairperson of Saga. What was said then about Saga was that Saga that the very same question it was asked, but that time Yes, I just don't remember the years. But the question, I mean, the answer from Saga was that they are an advisory association to the municipalities of the country. And as a result, they were heading towards Brazil to get more experience as to how other municipalities in those areas are working. Now, today, what we're hearing about Saga is that Saga is an employer of the municipalities. Now, the direct question is, is Salga an advisory association to the municipalities or an employer? Okay. I guess talk about advice being a representative body, advisory and support. He doesn't mention the word employer. Okay. Thank you so much, uh, Velamine Guruleni. Mr. George? Uh, Quickly, second, let me start with clarifying uh, Velamine. I mentioned uh, in my response that Salga is an employer's body on the issues of collective bargaining, on the issue of condition of service for workers uh, in general. Secondly, it's an advisory body. So the issue that he has mentioned, I did not say we are no longer playing that role. We play the role of advising municipalities on uh, issues of policy, on uh, issues of laws, issues of regulation that impact or likely to impact on local government passed by parliament or passed by members of the executive, meaning cabinet or MECs for local government. It is also a a body responsible for capacity building and profiling the image of local government 
domestically as well as international. So all of those, they constitute the core package uh, of SALGA, including the issue that he is mentioning, that of being a representative body in mm. local government. And, and, and I guess this is causing a bit of confusion, clearly, for people, uh, because... If you are then in one sense, you know, an employer um, uh, and, and, and in the other sense, you are playing an advisory role. Who are you advising? An employer's uh, role relates to employees of municipalities. I mentioned the number of employees we have in the sector and uh, we have what we call general conditions of uh, employment. Like you have in national government, you have one uh, employer's body which is the, the national government, and you engage with organized labor at that level. Same for local government. Salga is an employer's body for all municipalities insofar as matters of collective bargaining, conditions of service, and uniformity on issues of uh, collective discipline and so on. So it is that employer. But for you to apply for a job yourself, you will apply to city of so-and-so or a municipality of so-and-so. But your conditions of service in that municipality, Salga plays that role in terms of uh, ensuring that issues of uh, bargaining council with organized labor, Samu, Imatu, we sit on the same body on behalf of municipalities as a representative body. Thank you so much for tuning in. This morning we are speaking to Salga's uh, CEO, Kolile George, about the role that uh, Salga plays. And we are engaging on some of those issues and uh, some questions still to be answered. Now, uh, before the break, uh, we took two calls. Um, I think you responded to uh, Willem. Uh, Sipo wanted to know about uh, the disparities in uh, the remuneration at the local government level and whether this is basically adding to the dysfunctionality that we see at times? I wouldn't think uh, it adds to that, uh, uh, Sakina. Uh, uh, Sipo, the issue of councillors' remuneration and uh, general conditions of services are determined to an established uh, constitutional body is called the Commission on the Remuneration of Public Office Bearers. It deals with all public office bearers, national, from cabinet, provincial cabinets, members of parliament, MPLs, local government, mayors, and so on. So there's a commission established by the president to deal with that. So they don't determine their own salaries. The second ish aspect is senior management echelon at municipalities. There, there's a dispensation established in terms of an act also, the Systems Act, that ensures that the rest of other employees that are not management, meaning those ones that are commonly referred to as uh, Section 57 manager, senior management in municipalities, the rest of other employees are done through collective bargaining, which Salga sits as an employer with organized labor. So there's a three-legged regime that regulates uh, these uh, conditions of service across all three, three spheres. And of course, it follows a certain technical process in terms of human resource system, grading system to look at uh, the position uh, in city of Johannesburg versus a position at Feta Homo. Uh, they may all end the title of uh, HR manager, mm. but the scale and complexity and the operational coverage of Johannesburg will be very different to Feta Homo. Wise to maybe all be admin officer, but the role is quite uh, uh, different, the scale, complexity and other things. So all of those things are unit standards that are measured in terms of determining the applicable salary scales, the levels, and so on and so on. 
uh, whereas for councillors it is determined through that commission again looking at the scope the risk profile the responsibility and uh, the the likelihood of risk happening if uh, some of these issues are not taken so there's a fairly scientific process uh, followed right across um Kolani Tulu wanted to know uh, so who monitors municipalities on the cleanliness of towns there there is a program uh, Sakina that has been launched uh, by cooperative governance uh, and traditional affairs uh, minister uh, in uh, 2014 and it was also launched by the president of the republic on the 17th of uh, September 2014 a a program called back to basics to make sure that all our municipalities are able to do the things that are very, very necessary to improve the face, the functioning, and the responsiveness of municipalities. One of those is an issue around uh, uh, cleanliness of our towns, around areas of uh, administration, to improve administration, to improve the, the face of municipalities and so on. So if municipality of Amtata mm. is not clean, I would imagine first it needs to be reported to the municipality itself. If the municipality is unable to respond to that, the MEC for local government in that province would have to be alerted. I'm aware, for instance, in Gauteng, there's a program which is very successful. It's called the uh, Buntle Gebut, uh, where municipalities are measured, working de- closely with the Department of, uh, I think, Agriculture and Environment Affairs, as well as national programs, that uh, ranks municipalities and encourages them to keep their environment uh, generally clean and so on. And so do we, we say to all our municipalities to really keep their environment uh, very clean because it is healthy at the same time how a municipality looks determines the level of investment uh, uh, that could come to the area because people will then form good perceptions that it is well-managed institution. But generally, it should not be about that. Just the environment where people stay needs to be looked after. So as part of your ongoing advisory and capacity-building role, if you drive into a town where everything is falling apart and it's dirty, what does Salga do in that state? Well, in terms of uh, uh, municipalities uh, generally, in terms of the responsibility for measuring the performance of municipalities, municipalities on a monthly basis are required to report on a whole range of areas of their own performance. Again, at a provincial level, as a department of uh, local government, which is the authority in that space to make sure that they are able to say to the municipality, this area is not good. So ours is to ensure that they have the necessary tools, they have got the resources to do what needs to be done, and uh, it is their role to make sure that the environment is quite looked after. Secondly, And if is, they don't? If they if they are unable to play those roles, I mean, we have seen many of our towns very dirty, mm. which is quite embarrassing. Exactly. Uh, I've driven in many towns myself where it doesn't look good, but it's always a function, uh, Sakina, of a number of areas. Yes, there's a role of council, which must be quite prominent, but there's also a role of uh, citizen um, uh, awareness as well as capacity building of citizens themselves to appreciate the environment that they are. Somebody cannot just sit next to a road and slaughter a goat and leave the head and everything there. You've got bylaws that need to be enforced and many of our municipalities have not been able to enforce uh, a number of bylaws owing to uh, resource limitations that they have. They might have these laws, but they are inability to enforce them. But equally, those who have the laws, they've got the resources. Some of them have not been able to play that role. Yet many of our municipalities, admittedly, have been able to keep their towns very clean 
and we, we highly commend those municipalities. Mm. I want to come back and talk about the actual induction program that these councillors uh, go through. But before we do that, let's just take a few calls. Uh, Takalani is calling from Louis Trichard. Good morning. Sakina, and how are you? Well, and you, Takalani? I'm okay. I hope your guest... Uh, uh, how are you, uh, your guest? I'm fine, I'm fine, Takalani. How are you keeping? Uh, I'm doing very well. Um, AXA, which is a Chapter 9 institution responsible for auditing municipal finances and all of those. The outcomes, what are you as Salga doing with it in terms of enforcement? Because you can see that um, there is so much happening in terms of uh, performance of the municipalities, which is questionable in terms of uh, fruitless expenditure and, and so forth. So I would like to know what it is that you are doing as as Salga uh, in line with enforcing the audit outcomes that um, are uh, conducted by AXA, which is the uh, Auditor General uh, uh, South Africa. Thank you. My second one Mm -hmm. would be on the um, employment of senior managers. There's documents that get released to stipulate what are the requirements and so forth. But at the end of the day, you find that uh, none of those is followed. What are you doing with that? Because, and uh, throughout, you will then be able to realize that the recruitment uh, does not follow those stipulations. So what is it that you are doing? Because it's an issue of capacity. You're not putting the right people with skills at the critical positions. Thank you so and much. The last one, the How issue of I? your intervention. <laughs> can I just uh, the last one, which okay. I find it very interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, your guest has mentioned something about the back to basics, which is an intervention. Mm. Uh, since early 2002, there was the so-called project consolidate, yeah, which was also an intervention, which came after the outcomes, which were seen to be very undesirable. So I'd like to see. That acts, I mean, um, um, Salga is making an assessment, a very, very scientifically based assessment in terms of, of these interventions, which ones were really, uh, you know, helping. Because it's like intervention after intervention, and it's even confusing municipalities. So can your guests comment on these things? Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you so much, uh, Takalani and Louis Trichard. Sebastian, you calling from Cape Town. Good morning. Yes, good morning to you. <coughs> um, I've approached Salga in the past with what I perceive to be a very critical core issue, and I've been extremely <coughs> um, unhappy with uh, and with the way that they've actually responded to it, which has actually been a non-response. The issue is that the municipalities have, in terms of the constitution, to govern in terms of, uh, of national legislation, and they can't depart from it and go their own way. Um, Acting on behalf of a disabled senior citizen who's been disadvantaged by the city of Cape Town uh, in uh, the sphere of rates rebates where the deputy mayor of Cape Town has said they can make policy as they wish and are not answerable to anyone and they've actually acted contrary to national legislation and uh, thereby disadvantaged the disabled senior person in question. Um, I approached uh, sent numerous emails to Mr. George himself, which have been totally ignored, and uh, I have eventually received a response from the Western Cape management, who, after a number of emails, made a token approach to the city of Cape Town and was was fobbed off in what I think was a 
a response that was actually uh, disrespectful to him. And then Western Cape Saga basically said it's not a matter for them to take up. But I think definitely that um, any municipality, and especially one of our largest and most prominent and most important uh, thinking that they can go their own way and not be bound by national legislation mm. and policy is an extremely critical and crucial issue. And I must, exp- you know, I heard Mr. George on the radio some years ago, and that's why I sent him these emails to him, a yeah. national executive. So I find this very disappointing. Uh, uh, I'll tell you what, Sebastian, I'm going to put you back uh, to Shwe Shwe, so we'll take your details. Mr. George will attend to it, but I think it's a very important issue, legislative compliance and the fact that people cannot choose what they want and do not want to comply with as per that legislative um, framework. Let's speak to Owen in Durban. Good morning, Owen. Um, hi, Sakina. Uh, thanks. I think most of the questions have been um, asked already. But uh, I, mean, I think one important thing is uh, I'm a bit lost with the functions of Salga and as uh, well as the entire setup of the operation of the municipality. Uh, the reason I'm asking is, you know, if you look at the townships, the smaller towns, they are not well maintained and you don't uh, understand why. Um, and we have to um, always report issues, nothing gets done. Um, I think also you also asked the same question as to what Salga does in that, in that respect, and uh, I don't hear the answer. Who is supposed, supposed to be um, um, managing um, that all those um, services are delivered and so forth? So, and also the other one, I wanted to understand the, um, uh, if there is any exit uh, uh, Salga operate under or maybe supporting some, some acts because, um, yes, it sounds well and good uh, what the functions are, but it is not visible. There is no practical um, um, a, a, a display exactly of what they are doing. Thank you. Thank you so much. Owen, uh, Mike, you're also in Durban. Good morning. Yes, good morning, Sakina. Mike from Durban, Durban's Beachfront. Yes, uh, ma'am. Can you hear me? Clearly. You can hear me clearly. Satina, so, I'm going to rattle a few items off very carefully. We have still got a problem with the bus service. It is believed there's some high-profile people wanting to hijack the bus service now. Right. Number two, uh, the suspension of officials from municipalities. They should take a cue from the SAP. They just suspended a, a high-profile policeman in the area without pay. Uh, the next thing, we've got councillors on Durban Beachfront for the last few, uh, couple of years who have been killing time between paydays, and we've got a mucked-up Beachfront. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so, so specifics raised there by Mike. Uh, and then uh, let's just take one more. Um, Tony Penny in Emalaseni. Good morning. Morning. How are you? Well, well thanks. Call. I'd like to give a, a, a good exercise to the gentleman there. In Emalaseni, we've got councillors and CDWs who are selling food parcels. And if we raise the order with them, the, 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 that thing with the municipality, the municipality cannot deal with it because those people are employed by courts. So how do we deal with such a situation? Because we've got proof of people selling food parcels to themselves and relatives, 
and RDP houses. So cases have been opened. Municipalities cannot do anything because they say they report to province or COCTA. How do you deal with such a, such a situation? Okay, thank you so much, um, Sonny Penny. Uh, we'll take a break and after this we'll come back and Mr. George will give a response to those questions. I've been hospitalized for a work injury for over two months, but I never had to worry about how my family would survive. My employer continued to pay 75% of my salary while I was in hospital, which they will claim back from the compensation fund. You know, I didn't have to worry about my medical bill either. The compensation fund took care of that too. In fact, the only thing I have to worry about now is keeping these children quiet. If you wish to know more about how you can benefit from the compensation fund as an employee, go to your nearest labor center or provincial office or call 0860-105-350 or email customercare at labor.gov.za. Their services are free. The Compensation Fund, working for you. It's your favorite time of the morning. The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo. Favorite time of the morning on AM Live. And speaking to Salga CEO uh, Tolile George this morning, and we're talking about uh, the role that the councillors will be playing. New councillors obviously been inducted after the 2016 local government elections that took place two weeks ago. Now, many questions to run through there, uh, but I want to start uh, with Owen, um, for example, and the point that he was making, because I see quite a few people making that Similar uh, similar points in different ways. Uh, Spiwo says, Mr. George started well, outlining Salga's role, and now when specific questions are asked, Salga seems to be uh, not responsible for anything. Uh, Sony says, uh, what is Salga's intervention, if any, uh, during uh, things like a violent service delivery protest? Is Salga just another wasteful expenditure? Well, uh, I understand uh, all the, the questions and uh, frustrations that come. But it's always important to appreciate the 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 architecture that shapes that shapes institutions of the state. Uh, Salga is a national organization, and its primary role is to represent municipalities, capacitate them. Now, if you compare that with Chapter Nine institutions that uh, have got a direct assignment of powers to intervene in many of the areas, investigative capacity, uh, intervening or uh, proposing remedial actions. Those are organizations where the legislation is quite clear on what they need to do. And there's a reason for that in our constitution, to create separate institution with specific mandates. And unfortunately, Salga's mandate uh, is not uh, uh, also dealing with the issue of intervention, where somebody might have uh, uh, um, underperformed, you go there and remove a councillor. Uh, political parties uh, do that. If it's a misconduct issue, yes, investigation takes place, uh, guided by the Speaker and the MEC for local government. Again, in terms of intervention, they will be able to intervene. So the issue, Sakina, is not the absence of tools of intervention. It is to appreciate the relative responsibilities assigned to various bodies. Our role is to provide capacity, is to guide, provide support. And if there's misdemeanor or underperformance, voters themselves are also having a role to play in ensuring that... Uh, uh, when there's performance or non-performance uh, by a certain political party, voters are able to express themselves at a particular time. So there's relative assignment, whether it's an MEC, whether it's a minister, 
whether it is a chapter 9 institution, whether it's Salga's role mm-hmm. to play. But I truly appreciate if somebody says in Deben uh, there is a, a problem, uh, buses are being hijacked, whatever. The city of Etekwin, I would imagine, is a first, first point of call that needs to be approached because we must also appreciate uh, uh, Sakina, without complicating the matter, to appreciate the character of a municipality. A, municipal, mm-hmm. a municipality is government. It is local government. The constitution assigns it direct powers. And it says in section 154, the municipality has a right to govern on its own initiative, the local government affairs of its community. So there's a bond created between the citizen, the council, and the administration. So the primary interface of accountability takes place there. There may be a protest, yes. A protest is required through a municipal, for instance, that there's a petitions committee through the speaker's uh, uh, committee or speaker's office to make sure that it is processed within the municipality. If it is not processed, as we might have seen in a number of cases, again, there's other remedial institutions, the Office of the Public Protector, the the Commission uh, for Human Rights, like the gentleman from Cape Town, mm-hmm. Sebastian. I, I seem to recall his, his case very well. And I did respond last time that we were here on the program by asking my provincial uh, uh, office in Cape Town to process this matter, take it up with the city of Cape Town. But I think if there's a response from the city that says we are not obliged to respond to national legislation, I think uh, that is a bit of a problematic response. Uh, Whereas I may not have the right merits of the matter. For instance, municipalities, if he's representing a disabled person, there's mm. what we normally call a basket of social service offerings that municipalities receive national share of revenue in terms of equitable share to provide rebates to the elderly in terms of uh, uh, rebates on rental or rebates on rates, uh, 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 as an example. Secondly... And that uh, seems to be Sebastian's gripe. Yes, and, and secondly, rebates on people to receive uh, electricity rebates. Uh, we know of a national... Uh, government policy that has always been in existence since 1998, around uh, 50 kilolitres of, uh, mm. uh, I mean, sorry, 6 kilolitres of water, 50 kilowatts of electricity, rebates on solid waste, uh, refuse removal, rebates on what, and many of our municipalities do that. So the Property Rates Act empowers a municipality, yes, but on the base of the merits of the vulnerable groups, a city of Cape Town itself is also bound to take care of uh, uh, the disabled and many other vulnerable groups. So, will you give an undertaking that you will look into this matter with Sebastian? I will. I will, I will follow up again, and, and as I'm saying, following up if the city again is unable to process in the manner in which uh, he would have uh, preferred. I'm sure there is a response, but the response that says we're not we're not com- uh, compelled to 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 process matters in terms of national legislation. That's a bit of a, mm. a wrong response, and I think. There are other institutions that can take up the matter. The MEC in the province for the Western Cape, as well as also the Institution for Human Rights Commission to deal with issue for what it is, the ability of a municipality to display a face of a caring institution. Mm. I just want to run through some of the other responses. Uh, the questions, there are a series of questions from Takalani. I want to hone in on this one about um, the employment of managers and, um, you know, the enforcement of ordered outcomes because that speaks to capacity directly. And Nkunzi says, why are there so many service delivery protests if councillors are well-trained? Capacity remains a contributory factor there. Let me quickly run the, the in mm. terms of the time, uh, uh, Sakina. Takelani raised an issue of outcomes of AG. What is Salga doing? For the last uh, three years now, we are proud as Salga um, to have introduced a program, what we call 
municipal uh, audit support program the mass program that has been rolled out by salga you see the results of ag that have been released in june are a massive improvement uh, compared to prior year and obviously when you track it for the last five years our municipality indeed are improving significantly around audit outcome we are today sitting with municipalities 60 percent of them have reported unqualified audits meaning the budgets that they sit with uh, that's ag report uh, by the way that people can look at for Sakina, for the 348 billion rand I mentioned, 80% uh, of that money is governed and administered by municipalities that have received unqualified audit. South Africans don't hear that part. They will hear that there is uh, irregular expenditure, which uh, again is a big problem. We're mm-hmm. not saying we're underplaying that. But the fact that for every 10 rand, 8 rand of it is accounted, to, accounted for properly, I think we've got cause to celebrate that part at the same time not dropping guard on accountability even on the sand that is not accounted for we are saying is salga there must be consequences so salga has rolled that program we're seeing improvement we introduce what we call municipal public accounts committees and right across all our municipalities in the space of three years those have now been established and we're beginning to see the positive correlation around results employment of senior managers in municipalities again there's regulations that uh, guide how municipal managers must be employed senior management when there's a deviation there is again a remedy for instance uh, a, con- a consent of an mec for local government in the systems act is required uh, for a council when you recommend you send there there's a consent granted so there's a layer of uh, checks and balances in the system around that most of the appointment weight is not uh, follow the rules our courts have not been um, very nice uh, in many of these in labor court appointments being declared uh, irregular. And I think if that continues, at least there's a remedy uh, to deal with that. And Salgak does not uh, protect mm. municipalities around that. We're fast running out of time. And there's a question that I have to put to you about this 300 million rand that is being budgeted for outgoing councillors. Uh, is that a constitutional issue? Not really a constitutional issue. But what, what South Africans need to understand is that there is a, a, a body that established remuneration of uh, public office bearers, as I mentioned. When this program of uh, payment of gratuity started, it started in 2009. It was a recommendation in 2008 by the remuneration of public office bearers for outgoing members of parliament, provincial legislatures. Likewise, in 2011, Salga made similar submissions to the commission, and uh, these were accepted, and councillors that left in 2011 likewise received three months uh, payment. Again, we are making the similar submission uh, which has already been uh, approved uh, at a government level cabinet and allocated funds by National Treasury for 309 million rand to make sure that uh, outgoing councillors across political parties, they are able to have um, a a payment of this uh, gratuity over the next three months, starting from August, September, and October to Why? cover that. What's the rationale behind that? The rationale is that uh, in any institutions, when you have uh, a public office bearers uh, living, uh, it might happen even in Chapter 9 institution, uh, there might be a gratuity depending on the conditions that are there to pay the outgoing because over that period, your ability to bridge employment from having served in a public office and probably with the skills that you have received, you are able to look for employment opportunities. There is a relief issue 
that is uh, given to why public is, office Why bearers. is that the taxpayer's problem, Mr. George? I, I we'll take this up on another yeah. occasion because why is this the taxpayer's problem? You knew that you have a contract that states that your term of employment will come to end at a certain time. So why should the taxpayer, uh, you, you know, basically hold you over for another three months? But an issue for another day. I'm sure we'll do a forum on that. Yes. But thank you so much, Mr. Tolile George, uh, CEO of Salga. And just before we go, uh, the results for our competition this morning and um, the votes are in Piwe from Willowvale got 27 votes uh, Keds from Mtata 32 and Peter from Zola got 3 so the winner for this morning is Keds from Mtata and he was our second caller and he'll go on to compete here with the winner on Rowena's show with that it's 9 o'clock thanks so much for your participation we'll be back tomorrow and uh, Simpiwe Ngongwane up with the latest news